Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. Before we get started with today's show, I have another member of the Cryptocurrent family, Steve Miller, who's going to be telling you more ways that you can stay cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. If you want more ways to engage with us outside of the show, come and join us over on Clubhouse the new app on iOS and coming soon to Android. On Clubhouse, we're bringing you brand new content every single week in a very fun and engaging way so that you can have conversations with us live. That's right, live. Talk to us, some great special guests, and you can join Richard and I every single week for a brand new conversation during our show, Let's Talk Crypto at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at my handle, at Stephen Miller. That's Stephen with a V, Miller. And Richard, what's your handle? R Carthon, C-A-R-T-H-O-N. And starting next week, you can also find us by joining our group. That's right. Search us at CryptoCurrent on Clubhouse and you'll find our group. Join up because every single week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have a brand new session for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Cryptex, where they specialize in making cryptocurrency easy. From blockchain to fintech, their focus is always on a smooth customer experience. You can utilize any of their multiple service lines, such as the CryptX wallet for businesses that deal with multiple cryptos, their Crypto Exchange, which is a simple and secure crypto exchange, the CryptX Terminal, which is your one-stop shop for all crypto trading, the CryptX IQ, which is custom software development, and so much more. For more information, please go to CryptX.com. Again, that's CryptX.com. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent, your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I got a special guest all the way out in the country of Georgia working on a ton of great projects. Originally started in the Bitcoin ATM market, but now has expanded to a lot of other offerings. Excited to learn more. We have Cryptex, we have George. How are you doing today? Hello, Richard. Thank you for inviting me here. We're doing fine. The weather is fine here and we're waiting for summer and good things for crypto. For sure, man. Well, it's a, it's a fun time to be in the world of crypto right now. A lot of bullish things going on. So it's definitely a fun time to be here. But you know, before we dive in, learn more about Cryptex, let's learn about you. Give us some background about you. Yeah. So actually, I first heard about crypto quite late. It was about 2015. So it's considered late for the early adopters. I made some couple of investments, actually, of course, in Bitcoin as well, Ethereum. Actually, my brother is a thoracic surgeon and he bought the Ethereum mining, <laughs> like mining uh, stuff, thoracic surgeon. So he was, wow. I think, more into it than me. Actually, I exited the first time in 2017, September. So for three months, when the price was still going, I felt very stupid. And one month after that, like in the fourth month, I was like, okay, I think I've, I've, I've exited well. So right. then I was always following it, but I actually have not started like working in the direction until 2019 when a um, Georgian serial entrepreneur, very successful individual, contacted me about this opportunity, the Cryptex itself, which was just starting. So we were just starting that time to join as a CFO that time as a, at the group level. So that's when I joined and dived into crypto. And I actually 
moved from investment banking, so like very, very finance. Traditional. Yeah, traditional thing into crypto. And I think the timing was great that time. And uh, I see that I made a good decision. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. That's great. And even with you saying like you got in late, quote unquote, 2015, like I personally got in beginning of 2018, but even everyone listening right now, 2021, relative to where we are in the grand scheme of crypto, it's still super early. We are still very early in this journey that is. So I just wanted to definitely echo that really quickly. But it's really cool to see that you came from the traditional finance background. I did as well. I I worked at Merrill Lynch back in the day and then transitioned into some other things. But it's interesting that a lot of traditional finance people are making the conversion over into crypto because they see, and I don't want to speak for you, but like just how the opportunities that's available in the crypto realm and, and, and what all can come. So let's dive into like Cryptex. So what made you transition away from traditional finance into Cryptex? And then let's dive into like what that has evolved into. Actually, Cryptex itself started with crypto ATM companies, as you mentioned, in 2017. About six crypto ATMs were opened, like in Georgia. And then as we saw that there was demand and everything, so we added and added. So we have uh, like all sorts of manufacturers that we are using for that. And then we thought that we should build a whole ecosystem around it. And in Georgia, you know, there are quite good talent, tech talent mostly, but we still had trouble finding some, you know, blockchain developers like this stuff. But, you know, lots of people also transitioned at time. So we assembled a quite a great team, like a small team of entrepreneurs and starters that time. And we started working on crypto and blockchain related solutions. The first major project was Cryptex Wallet, which we launched about actually for our internal uses. We launched it two years ago, but we kind of started marketing it outside the group about one year ago. And the main reason why we started with that was that we were using some other third-party wallets at the time for our crypto ATMs, but we thought that we could save money. And once we started saving money, then we got some feedback from some affiliated companies. Oh, guys, your soft is good, so why don't you, you know, develop it further? And then we started investing a little bit more in UX and UI to make it easier, you know, right. uh, for the customers. It's a B2B wallet, uh, mostly so for operational uses. Kind of wallet as a service. And then when the you know, demand kicked in and we are kind of onboarding new customers on a daily basis now. So that project appeared to be quite successful. That's amazing. Congrats on that. Definitely see the use case. You're like, man, we're letting these users use a different wallet when we could create our own. We can make it easy for them and they could just incorporate it. So I see that smooth transition into why that makes sense. And it's really cool to see that that's growing. But then as that kind of picked up, it sounds like you were like, wow, there's so many other like streams that we could go and help people. So let's dive into that a little bit. What are some of the other things that Cryptex has going on? So apart from that, we've also launched a crypto exchange. It's called Crypto.com. It's quite small now because it was launched about like three months ago, but it always has quite good traction here in Georgia and in the regional countries. But we are trying to expand internationally as well. And the main, main thing is that there are quite low fees, um, quite kind of easy and fast transfers around it. We worked with two London stock exchange listed banks. So these banks are based in Georgia, but they are, they are listed in LSE. So that makes us very smooth. And we have all this email and other procedures that help us stand out. And that helps us work with the banks better as well. So we feel we feel very confident in our standing and we feel that we'll be able to expand in the Eastern and Western Europe soon. 
and we're just starting our marketing campaign towards that uh, direction. Apart from that, we have about a team of about 60 or 70 developers now. So, you know, these uh, projects are kind of divided, like based on this talent that we have available now. And another major, I think the biggest project that we've launched about two weeks ago, so it's very, very kind of new, is called Cryptex Terminal. And this is kind of a tool for mostly for experienced crypto traders, but also quite useful for the newcomers as well. Like who have, for example, I imagine that you might have like lots of different accounts on different exchanges, right? I don't know. There are, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of different exchanges. So, and you know, you might want to, you know, use some strategies. Maybe you want to do, make some arbitrage profit, like buying somewhere in one exchange and selling in another and so on, just to make it, you know, the short term for short term differentials and prices, or you want to kind of launch your MACD bots or any other like Bollinger brands and so on, right? So you can do what if I told you that you could do that everything from one place on one user interface where you can link all your accounts that you have on different exchanges through APIs to one system and do all your trades here without kind of logging in on 10 different exchanges, so to say. Right. So that makes it very, very easy to, you know, for you to develop different strategies to look, see, and utilize some price differentials that there are, and you know, profit even when you sleep, while bots are doing what you should be doing, so exactly. to say. Man, let's spend some time on that one really quickly. So you just talked about two different streams. One was the exchange where people could go and have some different opportunities to buy and sell different cryptos that are also linked to some local Georgian banks, but you're also trying to expand to some other European countries. But the one that you just spoke on, I think, I need to go back and just talk to everyone that's listening right now and say how huge of a deal that is. So I'm part of a, a crypto fund in, in the States and one of the opportunities is arbitrage. But the challenge is speed and liquidity for some of the different exchanges to be able to get everything lined up in, in enough time to execute on all of these in a timely fashion to put gas on it once you find it, right? And so if you're saying that you're finding a way to get all these APIs or these different systems uniformly put into one location and quickly be able to execute on all this and have it done. And so if you do have some algorithms or bots or training things that you have and it can just be executing while you're sleeping, powerful. That is extremely powerful. Can we like spend a little bit more time on there and just say like how far in development? I know you said you just launched two weeks ago, but like how is it being utilized so far? Because this is again, an extremely powerful tool. Actually, what you're saying, we got this kind of feedback about a year ago when we actually got a grant from the Georgian government of 650K. And this was a co-finance. So we've invested 1 million, 1 million and 200, something like that. And they gave us this um, other part of the money, so to say. And when we, you know, accelerated our development. And this uh, service is actually software as a service business model, a classical one. So you just pay in a month, uh, monthly to use this software. And as for the stage that the, we launched like two months ago, it's still a better version. But we are, we are thinking that uh, we'll, be, we'll finalize it about in two months. So we'll have a, a kind of bigger launch with bigger right. marketing campaign and everything. You know, there are some competitors but they are also in an early stage. So we feel that with a proper marketing and with a proper user acquisition strategy, we think that, as you said, these problems, we are the ones that we saw a year ago. Right. And we have, you know, quite a good 
cohort of advisors who thought about this. And when we talked our solution to them, they said, go for it, do as, as fast as you can. So, you know, even though we had some limitations with the tech talent again, due to it was quite hard to find additional, and we are still looking for some team members, actually. We still managed to finish it on time. And we believe that in the first stage, I think mostly professional crypto traders are going to find value in this. But there are lots of tools that might be useful for a novice ones and like for beginners as well. Because with a proper explanation of what each bot is doing, for example, and where you should pre-fund, like which exchanges you should pre-fund to do this in this case and so on and so on. I think that it will be also useful for normal crypto traders who just want to make profit when they sleep. And you know that when like crypto markets do not sleep, right? So... People sleep, right? So if you if you can somehow adjust your speed, availability, and desire to trade when everyone else is sleeping, I think using bots in a proper way would be a game changer, so to say. And I, I know lots of people who are doing that, but it's right. very hard for them. Like you have to be very tech savvy. You yeah. can of course write your bots in Python and you know link it, but well, ready-made solution, kind of turnkey solution for that. I think is a game changer and would believe in this project as well. No doubt. And just like you said, this is a little bit more advanced. So this is going to be a little bit more for your advanced trader and has some technical knowledge. But as it evolves, just like you said, and it's opened up to your everyday retail crypto investor, it's still going to be a very powerful tool that, like you said, once you figure out the operational piece of how you set everything up, can be making money in your sleep, which ultimately for a lot of these investors, because like you said, crypto doesn't sleep, it's open 24-7. It's always going to be active to find ways to consistently find ways to balance your portfolio and find new entry points. And if you are doing arbitrage and other more advanced types of trades, this could be a really great and unique opportunity. So just from a phase standpoint, I know you said you just launched it and it's still growing. You're going to do like a a fuller launch in like two months. If someone's interested in, in being one of these either first use cases or testing this out, is it that people can go and sign up online or, or, or how is that working right now? Today's podcast is brought to you by Tantra Labs, where you can earn 12% in Bitcoin and Ethereum yearly. Tantra Labs is a team of researchers, engineers, and data scientists, economists, and optimists whose primary focus is in Bitcoin, which they believe will usher in a more prosperous future built on sound money. They offer real-time loan tracking, fast automated onboarding, 100% payment history, and multi-sig storage. And again, you will get 12% APY on the crypto that you loan. Tantra Labs is taking on international clients as well as clients in the U.S. except for the state of New York. For more information, please go to tantralabs.io. Again, that's tantralabs.io. Yeah, yeah, they can sign up online. Actually, we give two months free trial for that. So they can go to cryptex.com, to this domain, and they'll see all of our products that we have there. So when they click on Cryptex Terminal, they will be kind of redirected to that, to that web page and they can just go sign up there and see what it can do. And if there are some questions, something like that, we have a quite good dedicated support team for that. So we'll be happy to you know, guide people. We already have some test users, actually, from whom we are actually collecting some additional feedback. 
But uh, mostly the feedback is positive. So there's going to be like small tweaks that we need to do, I think, for the next two months. And there's going to be a kind of a full-scale launch on that domain. Right. And that's great, man. Well, congrats on that and getting all that going. The journey from Bitcoin ATMs all the way into wallets, also into having some exchanges and also having this unique trading pool. Y'all have been growing and, and, and building some really amazing stuff over the last four years. Is there anything else that's on the roadmap that people should be aware that's coming to Cryptex? As you know, like all of our projects are now in active development, but we still decided, you know, to try and get some projects on that, like a custom projects as well. So we have a software development company as well called Cryptex IQ, which actually takes on projects, crypto related projects from all over the world. It can be custom, like we even sell our wallet as a white label solution, for example. So, you know, just a turnkey solution for that. We also sell our crypto exchange as a white label solution. So the whole thing, even the parts of this crypto, because it has different modules, right? So we even sell this, even the parts. And if someone is interested, we get some interest from different countries who would like to, you know, develop something quick <laughs> in, a, in a good way. Yeah. We have this dedicated kind of crypto development, like a development company, software development company that can take on custom projects as well and do it in high quality. So that's what we see afterwards. Like now, the talent that are working on these projects in Active, once these projects are launched, then there is only support needed there. So these people will be redirected to the this our software development company. So they will take on the projects internationally. Mostly, and like, I don't know, 95%, it's going to be blockchain and crypto related, of course, because that's where these guys, our team has accumulated a huge experience, which is quite valuable at this time, as the blockchain and crypto developers are like rare. That is another good thing that people who are listening, if you're looking to create your own blockchain crypto project and need some outside help, or if you're trying to create your own wallet, sounds like you have a, a way to do that as well with Cryptex. So again, George, thanks for breaking all that down and, and giving us a lot of information on, on what's on the roadmap for that. I just want to change gears just a little bit. With everything that's already happened in 2021 and with a lot of excitement that is now coming into the crypto blockchain space, what are some things that you're observing that you think others should be looking out for as well? Once we start talking about 2021, we should not forget 2020. For sure. So for example, summer of 2020, which was a huge for DeFi, right? It's like everyone was there. And I don't know, Ethereum, <laughs> Ethereum gas fees were growing and going up and up and so on because everyone was launching like these projects on uh, Ethereum. And just before summer, Bitcoin halving happened, which also had a huge consequence on the, of course, on the Bitcoin, but on the crypto market in general. So I think DeFi is here to stay because it has lots of use cases and it actually adds value somewhere like in a more efficient manner to the traditional finance. So I think that there's going to be a huge demand on that field still. And I think that the rallies that started in 2020 will continue a little bit. Then there we might see some slowdown, but still the interest is growing and growing towards crypto. Institutional money, even though it has stopped for like, I don't know, for the last one month, this institutional money flows into the crypto market is kind of lower than it was before. It's still there. So, and this institutional money means a lot. As I've read them, and it's also my personal belief that about like 10% of portfolio could become crypto related in global portfolios itself. So that thing actually, you know, 
is a huge thing and for crypto. Additionally, what I see where there is some more, more interest is, of course, CBDCs, yeah. central bank digital currencies. And there are countries who've actually already passed the prototype stage and are actually looking to develop even further. Yeah, we have this send dollar already in Bahama. So it's also quite interesting thing to observe. So like the first major, not major maybe, but at least first CBDC, a real CBDC. I see and NFTs, we are quite a hot topic and I think still are in this space, but I do not know that much about them now. I just know, I do not have deep knowledge in that. So I will not be talking much about that. NFTs, I agree with you that that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. And no, I think these are the things. And I think also people, I think like crypto community actually now sees that crypto should not be all Wild West. <laughs> like it should be somehow still regulated, right? Because, you know, a proper regulation, but it's important, like proper regulation is important there. And uh, this pro- by proper like, regulation, I mean that we should not kill crypto with uh, laws and regulations, but we should kind of give it some kind of direction to develop still. Because if you just try to kill it, it will still survive in a bad way. So I think it's like the countries should think about how they can adapt to crypto rather than block it right away. So I think that crypto regulations, if we were in 2015 or like even 2017, like crypto community would be like, no regulations. Why? The cryptos are against regulations. That's why they created it. It's like Satoshi and Nakamoto and so on. But now I think even crypto community thinks that it is important because of course there are some bad use cases and there are still lots of people who are not that knowledgeable and you know they go into crypto one time, they lose everything and they are just then blaming everyone, right? So, you know, there should be a good balance, so to say, a golden golden point where regulation is important, but too much regulation that might, might kill it. So Yeah. And just to that point, I want to add is to an extent, I agree with you that there needs to be some regulation. It helps from a country standpoint where you know what the guidance and the rules are so you can play within those rules. But if you straight up just say, this isn't happening, then of course, crypto enthusiasts and other people are going to find the ways to get it done. But when at least when there are are, are ways and, and something else you were talking about is just kind of how new people to the world of crypto, making it so easy that you intuitively can understand what's going on. So there are a lot of crypto companies who have created products that aren't necessarily the most user-friendly and aren't doing a lot to protect the newest person to not do things that could ultimately not benefit them. So I think that we're going to eventually get into this UI change of making sure that there is full autonomy with educating people on here's what each action does and why each one is important. And maybe from a regulation standpoint, making sure that some of those things are included with the UI so that people don't feel like they're being taken advantage of. So yeah, I agree, Richard, completely with you. And like if we saw the DeFi project, for example, in the summer of 2020, the UX UI, the, the web pages were a disaster. UX UI was a disaster. No one could understand what was going on. No. Therefore, they're tech savvy. And now that is changing. Now that is changing a lot. These people, they understand that launching a project that nobody understands except for the few is not going to go anywhere, right? So they are now 
investing in UX UI, hiring good designers, and explaining, educating people as well on their web pages as well. So this actually creates a you know sense that someone cares, and someone does not you know just want to hook you up for something and just throw you away afterwards. So, and we are doing that as well. Like the, we are all, in Georgia and in the regional countries, we also have some educational stuff going on. We have some meetups with the crypto community or people who are interested in crypto communities. I personally, actually, I am a lecturer at several universities in Georgia, in Hungary, in France. Nice. I'm just visiting lecturer. I mainly teach finance, actually, <laughs> but I've already started talking, discussing with uh, some of the universities that where I teach to add a blockchain and crypto in the curriculum, you know, because this is something that's going to come soon. And I don't know if you've seen like even CFA, the CFA Institute, the like really honorable and huge body in the field of finance. They've also done some research and published it about crypto, about crypto, crypto and blockchain, cryptocurrencies in general. Even from academics now, there is interest. And, you know, this kind of educational gap that there is, I think it's closing. And that's why we have a bigger adoption because when people start understanding it fully, they will adopt crypto. So that's my belief. For sure. And, you know, honestly, that's what our platform is all about, right? Bridging the gap between people who know nothing about crypto with thought leaders in the space, because education is important. It's one thing to provide access to someone so they know about an opportunity. Then it's another to explain it in a way that they can take it and run with it. And then it's another to then give them an actual way to receive the information and be able to do something with it. So we're all about that. Sounds like you're all about that as well, which is amazing and great. George, you've dropped a lot of really good information on us. I have two more quick, fun questions for you. One being, if you could take all of the knowledge that you have right now and could impart wisdom to yourself when you first got started or to the brand new newbie crypto person, what are some like two to three things that you would tell yourself or teach yourself? Okay. So the first one is I would sell my house and invest in crypto. (laughs) That's that's the first one for sure, I guess. I think I've invested about... 10%, 10%, no, actually even not 10%, like 5 or 7% of my net worth back then. So, and still I was happy. But uh, now I would invest, I think, 80% or 90% of my net worth. Wow. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is I would switch to crypto earlier, to be honest. And I would, you know, deep dive into more stuff, dedicate more time to understanding everything so that I would have known earlier. And the third one, I would probably, which actually still is a possibility, I would probably start learning coding myself. Yeah. I'm mostly a business-minded, a finance-minded guy, but I've, you know, I've tried it before. Due to time constraints, I was you know, not successful, but I still think that at least their medium kind of understanding of coding would help me a lot. Right. Yeah, I think those are three... Saw lessons. One is just seeing the opportunity in crypto and kind of doubling down a little bit, getting a little bit more involved and being a little bit more aggressive with what you allocated towards it. And then challenging yourself to learn a little bit more on the coding side. So it'd probably be a little bit more applicable being in the world of crypto and just all the different opportunities that are in it. So definitely appreciate those nuggets of information. But, you know, as we wrap up, man, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners here today? I would like to say that, first of all, crypto is here to stay. 
And I would think that as people know about stocks, bonds now, mostly, lots of people know, I think they're another major asset class, which is crypto, should be also kind of known for them. So I, I would suggest that to read more about this. I would also suggest to understand more about the blockchain applications, like where blockchain can be applied in which kind of industries and which kind of problems does it solve? Because like the blockchain itself is a huge is a huge innovation and the ways to apply it to different world case scenarios are still to be researched and to be found, you know? So that's, that's what I would say. And I think another thing is do not be afraid to kind of take initiative, but calculate your risks accordingly. So never invest in crypto more than you can lose. You can allow yourself to lose, but I think that advice goes to everything in life. So never, never dedicate yourself to something unless you are ready that you might lose it. So for sure. I think those are two great final thoughts of the day. So thank you so much for sharing those with us. How can people go learn more about Cryptex and also be able to connect with you? Okay, so I guess everything starts with cryptex.com. <laughs> that's our that's our domain, so they can see us. I'm really open to new connections, so they can find me on LinkedIn under George Gazava. My name is really easy, actually, to remember. I'm George from Georgia, so it's a rhymed one, so <laughs> it's easy it's easy to remember. I also actually have some, you know, talent like finance finance expert at toptal.com. So I have a huge community on that side as well. Like Toptal is a great network for global freelancers. So I'm pretty open to connections and to suggestions. And I would say that I'm an easy person to reach out. Amazing. Well, again, George, thank you so much for spending some time with us and dropping all this knowledge. And for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from A. Bryant 41. You can tell that Richard has a passion for connecting the unknown to the listener. He makes crypto a lot easier to comprehend. It's one thing to know what crypto is, but to understand is what the podcast has helped me to do. Love it. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. 
We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent.